The Business Travel Podcast, brought to you by The Business Travel Magazine. Hi, my name's Bev Ferris and I'm the editor of The Business Travel Magazine and I would like to welcome you to our new series of podcasts under the title A Brighter Future. In these podcasts, we are going to be looking forward to hopefully better times ahead and exploring some of the positives that the business travel sector and all of us who work in it can expect to see as we come out of this difficult time. Today, I am delighted to be speaking with Niklas, I'm going to use my best Swedish here, Andréan. Is that right, Niklas? Probably not. That's very, very close. I'll leave it to you to say your name, um, from CWT, who is President for Traveller Experience and Customer, and who, like us at the Business Travel Magazine, is feeling optimistic and confident about the future of business travel, and today he's going to tell us why. So first of all, let's get your name completely correct, Niklas. Yes, it's Niklas Andrian, if you do it in Swedish, Andrian, if you do the English version of it. <laughs> oh, thank you. And you, you're um, President for Travel Traveler Experience and Customer. Just give us a, a, a bit of a um, description of, of, of what your job entails. Yes, so at CWT, I manage all of our customer interactions, as well as all of our new global new sales. But on top of that, I also make sure that the travelers of our customers get where they need, safe and sound. So I managed a team that helps travelers all the way through from pre-trip approval, all the way until they get back home safe and sound and can carry on with working, whether it's in their home today or going back to their normal office. So, so that's the piece of our business that I manage and, and make sure that we service what we've contracted to do and make sure we do that incredibly well, but equally important, make sure that travelers feel safe and sound. Okay, and, and according to your LinkedIn profile, you actually only started that position in September last year during the pandemic. Yes, uh, so I did start uh, uh, earlier than that. I started uh, a year earlier than that where I took a responsibility for what we call traveler experience. As I said, all the channels of interactions we have with our travelers and as part of the journey we've been on, we saw the benefit of bringing together the customer side of helping corporations effectively manage their programs and how we service their travelers. So that's the combination I took. So I had the pleasure of taking a new job in an existing business in the pandemic rather than starting a completely new job. And you're based in Stockholm, I believe? Yeah, I used to say I'm based on an airplane, but I guess uh, since the last nine months, like everyone else, I've been based in Stockholm uh, working from my home. So I've had the experience of what many, many workers across the world have had. When, when's the last time you actually traveled? Uh, I've been on a couple of flights, but uh, the last major business travel, uh, intercontinental business travel was in March. In March. So, I mean, I don't know if you're like me and many others. Are you, are you itching to get back to traveling again? Yeah, I am, because I'm an incredible believer that, you know, we have an, an aura of great technical tools to help us be successful. You know, it started with the faxes and the letters a long time ago. It got supplemented by voice. And now we have the next tool, which is, you know, Zoom and WebEx meetings and video conferencing. Uh, but at the end of the day, nothing replaces human interaction when it comes to having new sales, difficult negotiations, difficult discussions, but equally well creativity and innovation where you get minds tapping into each other in an environment. And those are the pieces that I think most every business in the world has struggled with. Some of the internal meetings you can absolutely do, and it's a great tool, the, uh, the video conference, but it doesn't fill all the needs. It's a bit like 
letters didn't go away when the facts came. It became another tool in our arsenal of making sure we, we can interact with each other. So you don't think Bill Gates is correct then to kind of the, the doom he's predicted for the business travel industry? No, I'm really positive and optimistic around it because I go back to my point of, you know, interaction between human beings and, and that's a physical interaction. There's one thing when you and I said, look at each other, but there's very few meetings I would sit and look at your face for, for the next 30 minutes at, at uh, 30 centimeter distance because we would interact, we would have the body language, we would move around. Uh, you'd, you'd get all of those aspects that, you know, you don't get as clearly on the video conferencing part of it. So I think me personally, and, and I think uh, the industry should be optimistic. You know, it'll probably take somewhere between three to five years before we're back at the, where we were in 2019, depending on what material you, you read and who you believe, because it is, no one has to answer. It's unprecedented. So I go back to the one fact that I know, which is actually people do great things together when they interact with people. And we may travel for different purposes. Like I said, we have another tool. So the day trip where we flung over for one hour meeting in from, in my case, from Stockholm to London, you know, may be done over a video conference. But I'm also optimistic that that gives me more time to set up more interactions that are worthwhile. So I think one type of travel will be replaced by another. But I think overall, people meeting people in a global economy is an essential part of what we do. Definitely. And are you, are you hearing this from your clients? I'm, I'm guessing you've been speaking to them throughout the pandemic. Are you hearing this from your clients themselves? I, I am. And, uh, you, you know, they are all having a similar view on it. You know, the timing is different for different customers. The approach to it is different. Uh, I mean, I think the common theme is around they're having a hard look at some of the internal meetings uh, and, and, you know, in a positive sense as well, because if you think about bigger type of meetings, you know, the hybrid meetings we can do now with web recordings and people being in place actually expands the number of people we can reach out to in, a, in an organization. So I think people are thinking hard about what's the right interaction? How do we create the creative environments when we need them? How do we create people getting a personal relationship when we need it? But how can we use digital meetings to expand the scope of what we do? I think on the business travel, the external business travel, like I said, customers, suppliers, negotiations, interactions, et cetera, uh, across the board, we had customers being ready to, to actually start up that and continue to grow their, their businesses. And for the, for the travel managers, how do you think that their role will need to adapt to this, this new way of, of uh, interaction and, and the changes that we're gonna see in the types of business trips people are undertaking? Yeah, no. So, so I think a couple of things that I think is really important from a travel industry perspective, I think it's come up higher on the agenda of companies. So I think travel managers are having a much bigger role than they historically had, where it was just about trying to negotiate suppliers and manage suppliers. I think they're becoming a more and more integral part of the overall business of taking care of its employees, because it is about employee well-being. So I think the remit of them are getting more and more important around traveler well-being, the whole duty of care. And we see that swing up and down, you know, when you have an Icelandic volcano, duty of care becomes really up on the front forefront. But I think this pandemic will put it permanently really at the center of, of what companies do. And then, you know, it's, it's also about how can they participate to simplify? Because, you know, we're all talking about having to have tests before we can travel, et cetera. You know, I look at that, 
it's, it's a necessary evil right now because we all need to make sure everyone is safe and sound. But I look back at the passport. A long time ago, no one had passports and we traveled. We then introduced passport. And nowadays, it's second nature to everyone to have a passport. In most countries, you actually have a visa on arrival or you don't even need a visa to get in there. So we have adapted. So I'm really encouraged with what I see in the industry in terms of the cooperations you're seeing from some of the big tech giants are pulling together to think about, uh, you know, a, a digital um, a vaccine kind of passport or a health passport. You're seeing governments talk to each other of how do we standardize processes at their porch and how do we have similar rules for the airlines so they don't have a different rule everywhere in the world. Uh, you know, about 72 hours before you need a test and you need a test done when you arrive. And I think that will build trust and comfort of, you know, reducing the quarantines. Uh, and then, of course, the vaccine itself is, is, is really helping because I think it's giving a lot of people the belief back that we will get through this uh, and we can start planning for the future rather than just trying to cope with the present. And you, you talked there about people coming together, the governments and, and, and um, the sector. One of the things that I've found, and I, and I know you, you feel the same, is that the industry has really been pulled together. There's been, there's been a real united front, and that's maybe something that we haven't seen before. And, and ho hopefully, and I, and I, and I believe, and, I, and um, I really hope that, that, that this will con continue, and it, it won't just be a, something that's happening du during the crisis, it will be something longer term. Do, do, you, do you think the same? Yeah, I actually slightly disagree with you. I think we're a fantastic industry at pulling together whenever there's a crisis. Uh, and, and, and I think whether it's airlines, hotels, rental car companies, travel management companies or the corporations, you know, whether it be, you know, geographical, like I said, you know, volcano or terrorist act, etc. I think this industry is fantastic at, uh, you know, pulling together when there's a global need. And you've seen that across the business. I just read around EasyJet have a number of their flight attendants because they're medically trained. That's going to help uh, administrate a vaccine. I know for ourselves in our energy resource and management where, you know, a lot of things still have to happen in mines and on oil platforms, et cetera. We work with industries to chart planes to get people repatriated back homes to their families, et cetera. So, so I think if there's one industry that's resilient enough that have the plans because it's part of our nature to handle things that go wrong because they always do somewhere in the world at some place, this is the one industry where we have that capability, we have the competence, and we also have the, the joint belief of trying to make things right. And, and you see the partnership you're seeing with airlines reducing, you know, rebooking fees or free cancellations and those type of things, when things like this happen, to accommodate and make sure that when, it, when it's over, we can all get back to traveling again, and we can do it in a phase where we've caused the least pain and issue during the meantime. So, so I actually think we're the best industry when it comes to handle really, really hard change, and especially one that's induced outside of our own uh, doing, so to say, with a pandemic or a geographical crisis. As you say, we've been through we've been through quite some some uh, events in in our time. <laughs> yeah. We can hopefully handle anything that's thrown at us. So um, obviously, as I said, you, you speak to your clients on a regular basis. Do you think there is a pent up demand? Do, are, they, are, they, are they really wanting to get back on planes again? Or is there some, um, some resistance? And no, I think people want to get back on planes. 
but like I said, the travel manager's role has become more important because what has become paramount for the business is saying, we want to make sure that our travelers are safe and sound and feel secure in the process. Because it can be quite intimidating to fly to a different country or different geography. What if I get sick when I'm there? So I think a lot of things around what are the travel essentials, what do I do if something happened, and that whole infrastructure around the travels is becoming not just a travel management topic, it's actually becoming a company topic. Uh, that said, I think everyone is assuming we're going to find solutions for that. And, and like I said, you see a number of very positive signals around cooperation and coalitions uh, around getting that in place. So th then the next part is, do we see a need to travel? And I said, and like I said, is absolutely. When I talk to them, it's not about we're going to take the monies and we're going to bank them as savings and assume we can we never have to travel again. And most of them are saying we're actually keeping that money to make sure we can get back to traveling because we see the benefit of the human interaction. Apart from maybe where we're saying, okay, how do we make internal travel even more efficient? So once again, I don't necessarily think it will decline significantly over time, there's probably going to be a bump on internal travel. But I think it's just going to be a different way of doing it where we can't maybe historically, we went for smaller meetings. Now you're going to see the hybrid meetings where you can involve more people, like I said, etc. So so that's how I see it when I have the dialogue with them, they want to get back, they want to do their business, they want to focus on not getting through the pandemic, but growing their businesses, they understand that travel interaction is a key part of that for creativity, for interaction. Internal travel, they're saying, well, let's figure it out what the right answer is. And, and we have a little bit more time there. But paramount is really, the, I think, the travel management process and the travel well-being part has really come at the center. So if, uh, obviously, with this, this new role for travel managers, what should they be doing now? Because obviously, at the moment, they've got a bit more time to be... Uh, planning people aren't as yeah. traveling as much although i'm sure if they are traveling it's it's highly complicated but what what should they be doing now to make sure that they're ready for when travel does pick up um to a greater extent yeah no i i think what they should be looking at and i think they're doing a fantastic job across all the dialogues we're having with our companies it's you know one look at their travel program and say you know the the pre-trip part of it how do we handle that how do we make the program even more efficient when it comes not just to compliance, which has been for many a key driver, but for support as well when you're traveling? So the travel program is actually there to help facilitate your travel. And I think that will help them have less of the kind of travelers that go outside of the program, because I think they have an opportunity to highlight the benefits of what they actually had in their program. I think they will also focus a lot around what's the routines we as a business set up and what's important for us in parallel with the countries around testing before you travel, what's the rules and the criteria that we have had. You know, we've all had to set up rules and criteria around when do you come into the office, who can come into the office, et cetera. So, so I would focus my work on that side of saying, how do we take away the noise for the traveler when they want to go traveling around the things that are getting put in place that are new? Like I have to demonstrate I have a vaccine. Okay, well, how do I do that in all the countries in the world? Do I have to have a piece of paper? Does a digital passport work, et cetera? So, so I think that's part of it. Secondly, okay, now I'm ready to travel. What's the extra steps I have to take in the short term? Well, I have to get this test 72 hours in advance. Okay, well, in our big countries, how do we facilitate that so it's not a free-for-all? Good luck finding somewhere to test yourself, uh, but rather to create the infrastructure around that. And every country is going to be different. So it's, it's about finding a number of, of uh, partners around that. 
And then the same thing, when you come back home, what do we do as a business to help facilitate what's important that you do? You know, maybe not go to the world's biggest party the day you come home, but make sure you get tested and go through the routines that's important for, for us. So, so we can be assured that we've not put you as a traveler in jeopardy, but you've gotten the opportunity to travel like you need to in order to be able to, to do your business. Do you think testing will be around um, for the future now, for long term, or you know, like um, some of the checks that came in during the nine after the nine eleven, and we've all just kind of accepted that's part of the of the process now? Do you think testing will be around forever? Well, if I that's a billion dollar question, isn't it? There, I think some for some form of a vaccine or digital passport or routines around this or whatever comes next because this is one pandemic and you know what i've talked about resilience we've gotten through a number of other things and we found ways around it you talked about uh you, you know some of the terrorism imposed things we've had geographical events so when the world is closed down we found ways around it so i do believe it's going to be some part of it so i think a key part for an industry like ours is okay how do we innovate around that so just like the passport, people don't see passport as a hindrance to traveling. They just see it as a necessary tool. You need to take your laptop and your passport. Now you need to take your laptop, your passport, and your vaccine card, or you need to take your laptop, your passport, and get a test done. So I think a lot of focus and innovation is going to come of how can we minimize you, you know, the, 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 the difficulty of actually getting through this process? Because it's like everything. You go to the airport the first time, it's going to be a bit awkward because you've never done it. The third time you do it, you can't remember what it was like to go to get on a plane without actually getting a, a PCR test or whatever they're called, depending on the country. Uh, and by the fifth time, you've always done this. So, uh, you, you know, so, so I think we will, uh, you know, I think we will adapt, but it is going to, you know, we, we need to provide comfort and trust in this first phase of it. And that's where I think the travel manager, uh, you know, in partnership with their travel providers, have an absolutely essential job of figuring out how we put that in place. And together, of course, with HR and, and as well as the business leads. But that's, I, I think, the interesting part, that it, it's become such an important part of our company DNA, how we do business, but also how it creates the opportunity for us to grow our business. Definitely. I think, as you say, the, the role of a, of a travel manager has, if anything, been elevated uh, in, by the crisis. Uh, coming out of that even though obviously there has been some um you know some some redundancies and and and, and furloughs i think longer term the role will be um you know much more complex it will have a much higher status within the company um and that can only be a good thing surely for uh for, for travel managers yeah and you see businesses that were all already there even before this pandemic hit uh, because we're all on a journey of evolving uh, but but I do think that uh, it, it they're going to have a much wider toolkit and they, they're going to be a really important part. But I go back to at the, at the end of the day, none of us travel because we want to travel. We travel because it gets us somewhere where we can do something on behalf of our company. So how can we make that, you know, simple, risk free as you know, in the sense and whereas a travel, I feel comfortable doing it. Uh, and, and, you know, and I think they've done a fantastic job travel managers over the years. I think we just now have a couple of extra areas we need to work through. But like I said, uh, everyone I talk to, they are all ready to do it. The governments are leaning in. The businesses see the benefits. So if Bill Gates talked about it reducing significantly, 
yeah, in the short term, it definitely has. Last year, it reduced significantly. Uh, but uh, I am incredibly optimistic. Like I said, next three to five years, I think there is a pent up demand. Uh, it's not just going to be going back to the way it was because people are looking at it. But the one thing that doesn't change is the need for people to interact to get the best of as I said, I was going to say, as mankind, we're so much better when we don't try to solve things by ourselves, but when we can actually interact and dip into each other. And Zoom meetings like this helps, but there's a difference when you and I can walk around in the room, we can have a whiteboard, we can draw on, we can have a dinner afterwards and, and talk about the, the day and continue to noodle on, on the issues rather than the two-hour scheduled meeting where we sit 30 centimeters from each other and I... I see your face for the straight on for the next 30 hours, 30 or two hours, which is not what you do normally. No, and also seeing, you have to look at your own face at the same time, yeah. that's the worst thing, yeah. you're looking in a mirror through the whole meeting. <laughs> so, well, I hadn't thought about that, but that's a really <laughs> good, good point because normally you don't see yourself and you know your own interactions. Exactly. So where, so where, where do you think your first trip will be, um, Nicholas? Where would yeah. You my guess is that you're going to start seeing travel come back in kind of the three geographies, APAC, Europe, and, uh, and Americas. It's kind of where it's going to start. Uh, you know, I always go where my customers need me uh, and, uh, you know, where we have the opportunity. So I have no idea, uh, but I, I am definitely very, very keen to get back on an airplane. Uh, I have an Im immense amount of uh, trust in our the airlines and the hotel partners out there, they've done a tremendous job in terms of, you know, the clean stamps and, and all of this and putting processes, procedures and processes in place. So um, I will take the first plane to wherever one of our customers wants to have a dialogue that requires a face-to-face -face meeting together so we can create some magic and make the world uh, be a little bit smarter, a little bit more innovative and uh, to help our respective businesses grow together. Well, that's, that's a great way to finish this uh, conversation. Thank you so much. And, and if, you, if you're ever in, in London, do give me a shout and we can get together in person. I look forward to it. That would be wonderful. Uh, and I look forward to, to that. Uh, it's one of my favourite cities in the world. So uh, I definitely want to come back. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today, Niklas. And, and take care and hopefully see you soon. Thank you.